Hello and welcome to Ask the Mayor on WBAA News. I'm your host, Ben Thorpe. This week, our guest is West Lafayette Mayor Aaron Easter. Uh, Mayor, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Ben. This is exciting. Yeah, this is our our first Ask the Mayor together. Uh, So maybe a good place to start is how are you feeling as you step into this role of, of Mayor of West Lafayette? Sure. Uh, well, it is very exciting. It's one of those things that you prepare prepare for. You talk about, um, you know, obviously campaigning for the last year. You hear what's on voters' minds and what people are thinking about. Uh, but when the day actually gets here, it really uh, becomes real and, and it all starts to settle in um, all of the roles and responsibilities that come with the role. Uh, there are a lot of things that you don't see on the outside, something as simple as um, appointing making all you know all of your appointments for your boards and commissions which is a we have a lot of well-represented boards and commissions for our community but it's one of those things that you kind of see and hear of but um you don't you know it's it seems like kind of invisible work compared to the work that uh, you typically see on the outside so yeah i you know maybe talk about what are the things that are your priorities as we head into the new year and and what are the things that you're going to be paying attention to that are maybe the big Uh, highlights for 2024? Sure. So the first thing uh, with any transition, right, is having your team in order, uh, making sure that uh, all of our new city councilors, which we have um, a nearly uh, half slate of new ones, um, making sure that they're prepared, um, they, they know their roles and responsibilities, you understand their priorities, or I understand their priorities, and we know how to work together um, to achieve what we think is the best for uh, the city of West Lafayette. Outside of that, we also have uh, department heads, uh, so making sure that we have our internal team in line, um, making sure that we have all of our boards and commissions appropriately staffed. So it's really that first, you know, 100 days is a lot of days, but it really does take a substantial amount of time to get all of those pieces in place. Uh, so when you start doing things like strategic planning that we're planning on this year, that uh, that the you know citizens are listened to, we're prepared, we have everybody in place that we need to have to be able to do the work that's required to move the city forward. So it's really one of those opportunities to to get everything settled and ready for the the rest of the next four years. So you were kind of just talking about getting your team in order. You know, we had a conversation around election day last year about how your priorities might shift depending on the city council that was ultimately elected. Maybe talk to me about, you know, what you're expecting uh, to come to the forefront with this particular city council. There have been many issues that we have discussed over the course of the past year. Um, housing, you know, had predominantly been that number one issue, and it's still something that we're hearing about uh, from residents, many of those being um, the the members of our community that are here for the university or university-adjacent activities and, and the vastly increasing uh, prices in housing in our area. And part of that is just a, a supply and demand. It's part of the national economic stage of what's happening right now. And local government doesn't really have a whole lot to say about that. Um, uh, there are some opportunities that we could, but not a lot. So I think housing um, has been and will remain one of those really pressing issues for our community. We, you know, you don't ever want to create a situation where people don't have access to your community, and and we're kind of getting to that point. So making sure we have the right kind of housing, um, that we have housing available, and we have tiers uh, of housing that make it accessible for for lots of uh, groups within our community. That's pretty important. 
I think uh, when we're looking at the environment, those will be uh, the environment and energy policies will be things that I think will um, come to the forefront with um, with this new administration and particularly a lot of our counselors who uh, this is a, a primary issue for them as well. Okay, you brought up housing. Maybe talk to me, you know, are there going to be some different policies that you're using to approach this issue in the city? How are you coming at this, uh, you know, in a in a new way, if you're coming at it in a, in a new way? Sure. There, um, there are multiple components here. One, um, student housing is a major issue, and we've known that, right? As we've looked at the university growth and our collaboration with the university on that, we understand that there will be, and there always will be, uh, just on the nature of our community, housing needs for students. Uh, in addition to that, we have some housing needs that go far beyond just our university and student population. We have university population that are faculty and staff. Uh, when a university grows their student population, they also have to grow the faculty and staff population that educates and takes care of those students during their time here on campus. So. We, uh, we're seeing some growth in, in that group as well. Uh, in addition, there are people who, who just want to live in West Lafayette and that's great and wonderful and, and we really appreciate that. Um, so there's a lot of, of different uh, housing demands within our community. We are currently uh, undergoing a study to understand what some of our needs are so we can really make sure that we're targeting the right kind of housing growth. Uh, we, we still don't think we've hit our max in terms of need with new student purpose-built housing, um, but we also understand there are other housing types that are needed, uh, both, you know, university adjacent, but also unrelated to the university to manage uh, the growth that we're seeing within our region as a whole. So the city is obviously in the middle of a study into childcare needs. Uh, talk to me about that study and how that could impact the city's plans as we're moving forward. And then I'll mention that just last month, Purdue announced that it would be using a Lilly endowment to increase the capacity within the local community with the aim of adding about 500 spots. How is that going to impact our you know, numbers overall? So we have had many conversations with the university about child care uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, we recognize that there probably are not enough seats for uh, local childcare options within our community as it currently stands. And the university is, you know, our largest employer in Tippecanoe County um, and certainly within the city of West Lafayette. So their needs really impact what's happening in the city. Uh, and most people would like to be pretty close to where they work relative to where they're dropping their kids off. It's typically, you know, unless you're doing a, a large commute, you really want to stay within a 20 minute drive from your house, which is what we found out from, from our early childhood education studies. So making sure that we have um, a collaborative process that really understands the needs of the university, um, the needs of the city, and many of those needs overlap, uh, and also the needs of future growth. Um, if you've uh, looked at CHIPS Act uh, funding at all, one of the big uh, requirements within the, the CHIPS and Science Act uh, for any company who's taking uh, those funds one of the requirements for that is that you you have to find a way to provide or pay for early childhood education uh, and it's not just as a policy that we think that companies need to be paying for you know children uh, but it's that we need a stronger well-represented workforce and the easiest way 
to grow a workforce is to uh, to grow it by getting people involved in the workforce who are currently not in it. So uh, it's a pathway to make it easier for those parents who would like to enter the workforce to make it an opportunity where it makes financial sense for them as well. That's our time for today. Mayor Easter, thanks for being with us. You can find this program at our website, wbaa.org, along with an archive of our shows with the mayors of Lafayette, West Lafayette, Crawfordsville, and Frankfurt. Send us your questions to ask at wbaa.org. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of the day.